0: Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So today we're talking about Romans 8. This is part 3 of Romans 8. So we're going to talk about Romans 8, 18 to to 30. I'll read from here. Romans 8, 18 to 30. Are we there? We are there? Romans 8, 18 18 to 30 say so yet i'm reading for new living translation yet what we now what what we suffer now is nothing compared to the glory he will reveal to us later for all creation is waiting eagerly for the future day when god will reveal who his children really are against his will all creation was subjected to god's curse but with eager hope the creation looks forward to the day when it it will join it will join god's children in glorious freedom from death and decay for we know that all creation has been groaning groaning as romans 8 i'm reading 22 now romans 8 22 to 30 say for we know that all creation has been groaning as in in pains of childbirth right up to the present time <clears throat> and we believe also we believe so sorry and we believers also groan even though we have the holy spirit within us as a foretaste of future glory for we long for our bodies to be released from sin and suffering we too wait with eager hope for the day when God will give us our full rights as his adopted children, including the new bodies he has promised us. We are given this hope when we are saved. If, if we already have something, we don't need to hope for it. But if we look forward to something, something we do not yet have, we must wait patiently and confidently. And the Holy Spirit helps us in our weaknesses. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the, the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. For God knew his people in advance, and he chose them to become like his son, so that his son would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And having chosen them, he called them to come to him, and having called them, he gave them the right standing, with himself and having given them right standing he gave them his glory this is the word so you look at this 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 teaching you know one thing that kind of stuck out what, what stuck out from this teaching for me and for I don't want to say for me what the Lord was kind of trying to bring forth his benefits that's what the lord is trying to say here is we need to understand the benefits one of the one or two of the benefits of what of being in the kingdom so the right here in this particular teaching there are two base two main points two main benefits that we're going to look at and it's something that we need to have an understanding You know, the Lord was, you know, because there's benefits in the kingdom. There's benefits. You know, the Lord was giving me an example. He says, "When, when anybody is in the middle of getting hired, they ask two main questions. The first question they ask is, what's my annual salary? What am I going to make for the year? And the second thing they ask is, what are my benefits? What benefits are you offering me? You know, um, are you giving me dental? You know, are you giving me uh, vision? Are you giving me medical? Are you giving me, you know, how many weeks vacation are you going to give me? You know, some companies give four weeks vacation, some give two weeks, some give one week. You know, it's something that is negotiable. It's something that you you say, these are the the benefits, you know, and you can negotiate. You know, some say I'm gonna give you a 401k, but I'll match six percent. So these are the benefits that you know from this conversation you decide whether or not you want to stay, take the offer, or not take the offer. You know, some some companies will tell you I can I don't have any benefits, the only thing I'll give you is, is is the salary. So and if you have multiple offers, then you have then you have to make a, a the best decision to so say, okay, I have multiple offers. Now, where do I? Which one is best to take? But now, at the same time, if you're desperate, and maybe you don't, you haven't found a job in a, in so long, and somebody comes with the first offer, you might you might want to take it because you know what you haven't uh, you haven't worked for a while. So you know th- this thing. The main thing is that the benefits it plays a big role because you know you could have all the you could you could get a good uh, good chunk of change in your salary but if your benefits they don't give you medical they don't give you all this other wonderful things then you're also lacking because the, your all your salary is going to go into what? or if you fall sick all your salary is going to go into the medical insurance health insurance so benefits is a large and the most important part of most employees or, or, or should i say employees you know that benefit is very important see John 8 40, 44 says John 8 44 he says you are the children of your father the devil you love to do the evil things he does he was a murderer from the beginning he was always he he has always hated the truth John 8 44 because there is no truth in him <coughs> <clears throat> when he lies, he is con- it is consistent with his what? Character. He is a liar and a father of what? Lies. So say before we were in the in the world, we had a master. He, we, we worked for him. And his disbenefit, this benefit, and I won't say it's a benefit, so I will call it disbenefit, was to do evil because he does evil. There were no other benefits that came from being an unbeliever. You say he hated the truth, and so we hated the truth. You know he murdered, so we did. <laughs> he told lies, so we told lies. You know we did exactly what you know people people do. Little children, they do what their parents do. <laughs> so we did what he he, he does best. So there was nothing good with him. The devil brought sickness. He brought it. He, he brought it. Gave, he, he, that's his. That's his job. You know. Let us re-engineer, re, 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 re re, reverse engineer, or reverse engineer this, this statement. Where am I? I say the devil brought sickness because sometimes we don't understand that, that aspect. Sometimes we still. We're still in the mindset that God brought sickness, that God brings sickness. We're still in that mindset that if somebody is wicked and God, that the person has sickness, it means God brought the sickness to punish him. That doesn't, is not what it is. So I want us to re engineer that statement or reverse engineer, however you want to call it. Um, Psalm 41, verse 3 says, The Lord nurses them when they are sick, and restore them to health. I'll repeat verse 41 Psalm 41 verse 3 The Lord nurses them when they are sick and restores them to health. So, God cannot restore you to health and at the same time bring sickness. I know I'm getting away from the benefits, but I'm not really because I'm trying to make you understand that that is from the devil. God, when God says I'm giving you a benefit, you know, don't make, it, don't think sickness is part of the benefit. Matthew 12, 22 to twenty-eight. Matthew 12, 22-20, it says, Then a demon-possessed man who was blind and couldn't speak was brought to Jesus. He, he healed the man so that he could he could both speak and, and see. The crowd was amazed and asked, Could it be that Jesus is the son, of, the son of David and the Messiah? It says, But when the Pharisees heard about the miracle, they said, No wonder he can cast out demons. He gets his power from Satan, the Prince of Demons. Jesus knew their thoughts and replied, Any kingdom divided by civil war is doomed. A town or family splintered by feuding will, will fall apart. And if Satan is casting out of Satan, he is divided and fighting against himself. His own kingdom will not survive. But if I if I am empowered by Satan, what about your own exorcists? They cast out demons too, so they will condemn you for what you have said. But if I'm casting out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has arrived among you. So Jesus is, Jesus is trying to tell, tell him that... I can, this is this is, this is amazing this, is, If Satan is casting out Satan, he's dividing and fighting among himself. So the key is that God doesn't he won't give you sickness. I'm trying to point it. It won't give you sickness, and now bring you health. It's impossible. And that's why, you know, you, that revelation that God gave me, in uh, in um, in um, regarding uh, Romans eight, Romans eight last week, last week's uh, Thursday. That right there was, you know, it's amazing because my there was there was something. just a digression a little bit. There was something going on in my body, and I was, I was, you know, you, you kind of see it to yourself, "Man, you know, no." <laughs> he just said, "No." He said, the, the, "He said the spirit of God, He said, is in me, living in me, and it quickens my what? It quickens my mortal body. So it's quickening my mortal body now, and I kept on praising God. It quickens my mortal. I kept on praising God because He, he would not bring Jesus cannot bring sickness and also bring healing. He'll be walking against himself. Walking against the kingdom. This tells us that the, the devil brings sickness and not God. So no matter how terrible you are, I tell you, I say, no matter how terrible you are, God will never bring sickness to you. It is, it is the enemy, it is the devil that, and because also it's a fallen world, is the devil that brings the sickness. So we need to know that sickness is not a benefit; it's a curse. Because I've, I, you know, I've I've heard some Christians say that God is slowly is slowing me down, and the way God is slowing me down he's, he's giving me sickness to slow me down. Or I've had situations that say God is teaching me a lesson, a valuable lesson, by giving me sickness. I say, what kind of valuable lesson is this God? Then this God is a wicked God. Hey, going him to give you sickness to teach you a lesson. What lesson is he going to give you? What lesson is he giving you by giving you cancer? What lesson is he giving you by, 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 by you taking uh, uh, prostate cancer or taking uh, liver cancer or taking lung cancer or taking... Uh, what What benefit is that? Whereby you won't see your children in the next 10 years. Whereby you are always sick in the hospital, you, you don't see the children. What be- my, my point is, what benefits? It's something that we need to think about because we, we tell unbelievers that, you know, God is trying to humble me. Because you know what, in their mind, because of what Paul said, that you know, that you know the, He's going through this infirmity and and God says my grace is sufficient. And people, you know, he said something like, you know, it's like God is it's like hey, I'm getting this to humble for it to for the, what I'm passing through is to humble me so I don't get proud. And we we think in that aspect we uh, eh? that it every time anything happens, he applies automatically. Did any, any did any did Holy Spirit tell anybody what the problem was over there? Did anybody know what the problem was over there? You know, there was a situation that happened to me. I preached. I preached in uh, Orange Church. Hey, I I felt the thing was good. I felt, you know. And as I came back, I was all puffed up. I said, "This is a good summer." And somebody came and says. And that was such a such a lovely salmon, Pastor Chuka. Oh man, that was good. Look at me, you know what I said. I said, Oh, thank you. Thank you. I knew it. As I was leaving, the Holy Spirit says, Who gave you the salmon? I say, You. He said, Who gave you the ability to stand up there? I say you. So why are you not being puffed up? Why are you being proud? He say, why can't you say, to God be the glory? So since then, anybody that says anything, I say, to God be the glory. It is him, it's not me. So the thing about it is, it's important to look at the benefits of the kingdom of God. When you look at the benefits, you'll be able to utilize them all the time. You see, let me let me tell you a funny story. Ignorance is a disease zone. Huh? Ignorance is a disease office. I'm telling you it's a disease. <laughs> it kills. You know, I, I'll give you an example. We, we have, we just finished, before we started uh, uh, this teaching, we're talking about medical, medical plan. So we have this medical uh, card, savings card, you know, that we put on your, on, on they give you a card. You put money inside, you know, they give you the card. You take it out, they take it out from your paycheck, but they give you the card. But it's like I think it's before tax. So it's it's a good, it's a good uh, savings thing. And you know, you go to the 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 eye doctor, you know, and they tell you, oh, you need glasses. All right. And the deductible is three hundred dollars Man, you know that three hundred dollars you painfully you you sometimes you don't want to take the glass itself. Because it's like three hundred dollars. Why? Why is this thing so expensive? So you pay fully. Sometimes you you don't want to go at that time. You say I'll come back. You know something. You be praying, God, God, let them don't come right away. But those people will say, I need the cash one now before we start making it. So you pay the three hundred dollars. It was just recently I went and got glasses. And I then asked a woman, please, Zoe, can I use this uh, medical card? She, she said, before, Connor, you can use it. You can use it all the time. I say, oh, dear. Can you imagine when I've you been paid? Been using it. I haven't been using it. That's why I say ignorance is a disease. Complete disease. No, but the thing is, you the, the, you can use the medical card. You give it to them. There's money inside already, and what happens? They take the money out. You don't have to pay an additional. because you like you're paying an additional three hundred dollars when you have three hundred dollars already that is there in the, the, the card already. It's already there. That's why they they gave it to you in the first place. And the Lord was just telling me that you know you've been acting in ignorance. And it kills. So you can you imagine how many glasses I've gotten in the over over the years that I've been paying $300 deductible that I could have easily put the $300 on the card? And there was one particular time that, that this is funny, but it's not funny, but there was one particular time that I had so much on that card that I, that I almost was on the verge of what Losing because if you don't use it within the year, you lose it. I was almost on the verge of losing it, so I had to quickly scramble. Like, okay, tally, 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 so that I don't lose the money. So you can imagine what happens to us. It's the same thing as Christians. We need to know. We need to. We need to know that we have a lot of benefits that are associated with us. We need to be able to what utilize those benefits. And one of the benefits that I'm going to talk about is what? Eternal life. We have eternal life. You and I have eternal life. It's the best package deal. This is like the cherry on the cake. Mark 13, Mark 13, 26. So then everyone will see the son of man coming on the clouds with great power and glory and he will send he will send out his angels to gather his chosen ones from all over the world from the farthest, farthest, farthest end of the earth and heaven the bible is saying that Jesus is coming again excuse me he's coming again so we ought to be ready We ought to be ready for his coming. John 14, 1-4. John 14, 1-4. New Living Translation. He says, don't let your heart be troubled. Trust in God and trust also in me. There is more than enough room in my father's home if this were not so, would I have told you I'm going to prepare a place for you? When everything is ready, I'll come and get you so that you will always be with me where I am. And I know the way to where I'm going. So Jesus is saying, look, in verse 3, he says, he says when everything is ready, I'll come and what and get you. So that you can be what? Be with me always. And that's the key. Look, so this one is a confirmation that Jesus is coming and we need to be ready. And we cannot, it's not us, like per se, being ready. It is the power of God helping us to be ready. Because how can you be ready? It's not by your strength that you're ready. It's by it's by the Holy Spirit navigating your life that you can give you the ability to be ready. It's by consciously, consciously determining that you will remain on the side of the fence. When you get ready by the by the dependent you, you get ready by the by this soul soul ability of the Holy Spirit. Look, when situation happens, I know sometimes we don't we don't snap out of it right away. You know, when situations happen, it depends on how tough that situation is. Sometimes you don't snap out of it. But what happens is that God is saying, look at what God is saying. Let me tell you what God is saying here. He says, Don't, even though you're still in that place of fear, do not go outside of the place of fear. Do not go outside of it. Do not start planning different <laughs> strategies. But at the same time, you need to get yourself out of that place of fear. You see, verse 1 says that that's the same scripture that we just read. John 14, verse 1. It says, There they are more more than enough ho- rooms in my father's home. So this is important. Jesus is saying to you and I that Jesus is saying, I'm going away to prepare a place for you. You see, this thing is a multi-fold thing, but I don't want to touch on, upon it, but let me quickly touch on upon it. When he says, I have enough room in my father's home, he means that his father is wealthy. Think about it. You know how many Christians, how many people are Christians in this world, and if he's saying my father's my father's house has enough room, it means that that father has to be super wealthy. Think about it now. Look at it in, in Nigeria, where you see a man that is wealthy and has three wives, and he puts one wife in one house, put another wife in another house. Put another wife in another house and in the same big compound. It means that man is super wealthy. Can you imagine how many Christians in America? There have to be a lot. And God is saying, I'm setting aside a home for each and every one of you. God is preparing a home for us. But I want to ask, are you going to be like this? Are you going to be waiting and preparing? We need to know that this body will decay. We'll go to the ground. But our spirit will go up to God. And that's why that's, that's Romans 8 that we said, we're going to go with new bodies that has the ability and the power and ability to be with God forever. We have to have that new created body that has the ability. You know, the Lord was asking me, he says, go on the internet. He told me, "Say, go on the internet. Ask yourself a question. Go on the internet and ask a question. And the question he asked me, he says, if these people that go to space, if they don't have a space suit, what happens to them? That was the question I asked. <laughs> so I googled it. Do you know the answer? Mm-hmm. Let me look at. Let's look at the answer. The answer is: the vacuum of space will pull the air from your body. So, so if there's air in, left in your lungs, they will rupture. Oxygen in the rest of your body will also expand. So basically, if you don't have the spacesuit, what happens? And you go to space, you're going to die. <laughs> you're going to die. So the thing is, for you, for those people that are in, in, in space, in wherever they are, somewhere in space, they needed a spacesuit to be in space. So for you and I to be with Christ forever, We need our own spacesuit. We need the body, new bodies, that has the spirit in us. So this is what, this flesh, praise the Lord. So it's it's critical to wear a spacesuit when we're in space. Conversely, it is important to wear our new bodies if we want to be with Christ forever. And that's why it's critical to, to preserve You know, this spirit of us. To walk in the spirit. Eternal life is when you go and be with God forever. So you're going to be hanging with the Son, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, God the Father. You're going to see Abraham. You're going to see Jacob. You're going to see David, King David. You're going to see all these wonderful icons. Celebrities of the king of the kingdom of God. We will make our board in in the presence of God. We will we'll be united with Christ. That's the benefit. But I want to say this in Matthew, Matthew 22, 29 to 32. Matthew 22, 29 to 32. Jesus answered, you are mistaken because you, you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. In re, in the resurrection, people would neither marry nor be given to in marriage. Instead, they will be like angels in heaven. But concerning the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what God said to you? I am the God of Abraham, God of Isaac, God of Jacob. He is not a God of the dead, but the God of the living. So, what God is, what Jesus, what the Bible here is saying, Jesus is saying, look, when you when we all go to heaven, we're gonna be in our own separate bodies, we're not gonna be married, all we're gonna be doing is what? Praising God. We're gonna be singing holy. Are you Lord? Oh creation. Cause you, Lord, worthy is your name. We bow, worship your majesty. Awesome God, a great you are God. Mighty are your miracles, standing all of your holy name. Lord, we bow and worship you. That's all we're going to be singing there. We're going to be praising God all day long. That's the key. That's what eternal life is all about. That's the uh, the amazing part of eternal life, whereby we're gonna be with God forever. He you know, "God gave me this 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 um, scenario, this um, vision. This was like more of an open vision, and showed me where I was." No, it's okay. The key. I don't want to say it. It's, it's it's something that maybe in a different time I'll say but the thing about it is this the key is we need to strive we need to strive to walk in the spirit we need to strive to walk with God because he's coming you know there's this Lazarus story there was this um, African man that he just finished quarreling with his wife and he jumped in the car and left. And he had an accident and died, and went to heaven. And fortunately for him, he came back. Mm. But when he came back, it's a true story. This happened like many years ago. Nigerian man, he just finished yelling at his wife, having a bad day with his wife in the morning, and he jumped in the car, took off. He died, he had an accident, he died on the spot. All right? Oh no, he didn't die on the spot. they, They took him to the hospital. They took him to the hospital, so they pronounced him dead. When they pronounced him dead, they say he went to heaven. And the Lord said to him, Lazarus, walk with my spirit. Lazarus, walk with my spirit. Say it to remember me three times. I'm coming. Go and tell everybody I'm what I'm coming, so they can do what they can sit up. And this occurrence happened just in a minute. Then he came back, and his his, his body was beating again, his heart was beating again. The key is that we have eternal life. God wants to wants to be with us. Just like how it was with with Adam, you know, in the Garden of Eden, you know, so the key is, what are we gonna do about it? This body is gonna die, the f- flesh is gonna die, with our spirit is gonna go either to where the other side—I don't want to call the name—or <laughs> to heaven, eternal life. We need to make a choice. We need to ask God anywhere we've messed up, anywhere we've aired, everywhere we've not done right. We need to ask God for forgiveness. For forgiveness, forgive us. So we can now path our way again. Go back, go back again to where where the Holy Spirit is still guiding us. It's still, is still leading us. Because this is this is key. We're not coming back. Some people think we're coming back as lion, or we're coming back as tiger, or we're coming back as, a, or what do they call it, reincarnation? We're going to come back as snake, or we're going to come back as laptop. No, <laughs> that is not it. We're not. We're, I'm not coming back as a lion or as a laptop or as a as a fly. Or you know, that is that's reincarnation. We're not coming back like that. We're going to be with Christ forever. Praise the Lord. And and the, the second benefit is, is found in Romans 8, 26 to 29. We'll, we'll, I just want to touch on it. We'll finish it next next Thursday, but it's something we need to touch on. Romans 8, verse 26 to 29. It says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our what weaknesses. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for. But the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed in words. And the Father who knows all hearts knows the Spirit what the Spirit is saying. For the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. And we know that God causes everything to work together for good for those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. The Holy Spirit helps us to pray. That's why it's critical to pray in the Holy Spirit. It's something that we'll we'll talk about. You know, God will... I know the Holy Spirit will lay it out, examples. But it's key. We need to know that when we pray in the Holy Spirit, we're praying God's perfect prayer. You know, God explained it to me this way. He says, we're praying the mind of Christ and God knows what we're praying about. The Lord explained it to me this way. He says, I am, if I speak French, supposing I, I, I can speak French, Okay, I can't go speaking French to somebody that speaks Spanish. They look at me, are you kidding me? Get out of here. Vice versa, if I speak Spanish, I cannot go and meet somebody and start speaking somebody that speaks French and I speak Spanish to them. They won't understand it. They will not understand. You go, I'll. if I speak Spanish, I'll go to a person that is from either Puerto Rico, from uh, uh, Spain, and speak what? Spanish to them. And when I speak Spanish to them, they concur, they understand. The Holy Spirit and God the Father, they are spirits, and they know the method of communication. The Holy Spirit prays to God's spirit, and that's how they communicate. So we we born-again Christians, we are Christians, but our spirit is alive, and this is the method at which we what? Communicate with God the Father. God on un- our spirit understands the Holy Spirit. It's like the Holy Spirit is speaking through us. And it's, it's so important. You know, let me tell you the, the, the beautiful part. The devil doesn't understand it. We don't understand it. The devil doesn't understand it. So there's no way he can hinder your prayer. But it's something that we'll continue next week. But it's something that I want us to really understand that praying in the Holy Spirit, it is the most important, Is more important to pray in the Holy Spirit than praying in English. As I repeat, praying in the Holy Spirit is more vital than praying in English. Why? I said it. The reason why is that I cannot speak. A man, man is what? Man is man man is is a spirit who has a body. So who lives in a body but has a soul. I repeat, I'll say it better. A man is a spirit who has a soul and lives in a body? So he lives in his body. Okay? So the man, my spirit, I have to explain this in later, but I'll I explain it just a little bit. My spirit died during the time of what? Adam. Holy Spirit came in, you know, when we received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, what happened? Our spirit became alive. We have the Holy Spirit in us. For the Holy Spirit to communicate with God the Father, they have a special way of communicating praise the Lord. They have a special way of communicating with your spirit. So, the Holy Spirit knows how to communicate with God the Father. And when he gets the information, what does he do? He comes and gives it to your spirit. That's what he does. So, in the same vein, in the same way, the Holy Spirit communicates by prayer. By prayer to to, to, to God. Have you seen situations whereby they tell you to pray for typical example? Missionaries in Afghanistan. When you what, what how do you even start to pray for them? How on earth do you even start to pray for somebody in Afghanistan? The Lord, the, 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 the Lord woke me up one day and at 2 o'clock in the morning and says I should pray for one sister. The only way I can pray for that sister is what? By what? Praying in the Holy Spirit. I prayed in the Holy Spirit for 20 minutes and I went to sleep because you're praying God's perfect prayer. Because He woke you up Say, pray for a sister. What do you do? Pray in English? How do you gonna start? God, bless that girl. Bless sister. So, so so so. Wherever she goes, let be, be let her be safe. God, I don't know what to pray about, but you know, I put her in your hands. Anyhow, you want to handle it, handle it. But that's not what God wants you to do. He's He's preempting you to pray in the spirit, whereby you're praying God's perfect prayer. And it's him that says, "Look at what he says. It's all things work together for good,' it says, and we know that God, God, that God causes everything to work together for good for those who love God and are called for it to His purpose. So God knows the perfect prayer. We'll talk about this next 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 Thursday, but I don't want to dwell on it too much." But he knows. So what then happened was when I finished praying for that sister for like 20 minutes, I was so sleepy. I went to sleep. The next morning I woke up and I called a senior pastor. I said, you know, the Lord said to me I should pray for this person. He said, you know, that woman was near death. She was near death. Death was around the corner. He he said, Truly was God that woke you up. So the thing, the key here is the key in this whole aspect is when you pray in the spirit, you're praying God's, you're you're praying his exact will, exact purpose. And when you pray that exact purpose, he now says, Whoa, somebody is praying exactly the way I want you to pray. He says, now all things now start to work. That's it, and that's the key, and that's why he says, "You groanings you cannot understand, you cannot, you express, you cannot understand, you don't understand." So by by God's grace, we will talk about it in detail next week, Thursday, in detail, so that we have an understanding. So that you know, Paul says, "I pray more than you all. I pray in the Spirit more than you all." So Paul is Paul was so he was he wrote half of the, the Bible now. So he, he he knows that the importance of praying in the Holy Spirit. He knows. He knows. And that's why it is it, something that we need to we need to we need to, to next Thursday, we need to go into depth into the benefits. What the second benefit of what? The second No, no, no. Second benefits of the kingdom. We talked about the first benefit. The first benefit was eternal life. The second benefit is what? Praying in the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you. Thank you for opening our eyes to to these two benefits. Thank you because, Lord, we have eternal life. Help us to know this. Help us because, you know, knowing that you have eternal life, when you when you're a Christian, when you're born again Christian. It gives you an understanding, it brings an excitement that we'll invent in, soon and very soon we'll go and be with Jesus and be with him forever. So Father Lord, we are so grateful for the eternal life you've given us. We're so grateful for what you are doing in our lives. We're so grateful for even the other benefits of praying the Holy Spirit. Father Lord, we thank you because Lord, you know, we're just scratching the surface of praying the Holy Spirit, the teaching. But Lord, Lord, I pray I, I pray that, Lord, even this little that you spoke about right now, that Lord will take a hold of it. And now, you know, ask the Holy Spirit that I want to pray in the Holy Spirit. I want to pray in, in tongues. And Lord, that's all you need for us to just, you know, desire it. You see, you desire it, and when you desire it, you, you now open opportunities. You now open doors for opportunities for us to pray in the Holy Spirit. So Father, Lord, we just give you glory. We thank you for for your excellence. We thank you, Lord, for your beauty. We thank you, Lord, for your your, your glory. We thank you, Father, for everything you're doing, the things we understand, the things we don't understand. Thank you, Lord, for, for victories that we're experiencing. Thank you, Lord, for all the extraordinary breakthroughs Thank you, Lord, because you are indeed in charge of one's life. Is Lord, I, I thank you, for you are good and your mercy endures forever. Thank you, awesome God. As we go to as we go, Lord, we as we go wherever we're going this this whole week, Lord God Almighty, that you be and will always be with us. Lord, we thank you, Lord, for your ministry, angels that surround us, Father, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the Holy Spirit that is with us, because those are the benefits. These are the benefits. I just talked about two. Lord, you have so many benefits to be in the kingdom. We have angels that surround us. If God can open the our eyes to know how many angels that are around us, waiting, they are waiting for they're waiting for instruction. They are waiting. He says, He said, the angels will not allow us to strike a leg on stone. These are angels, these are benefits we are not there to worship angels but where they're there to worship not worship or they're there to protect us father lord we are so grateful thank you thank you because you are indeed merciful and so kind we commit this rest of the week into your hands that this week will be a glorious week it will be an excellent week that lord no accidents shall befall us in the name of jesus father lord we also pray lord that lord no weapon whatsoever fashioned against us shall prosper Every tongue that rises up in judgment, we condemn in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father Lord, we thank you that his goodness and mercy shall always follow us Amen. all the days of our lives. Father Lord, we also thank you that this evil of called coronavirus shall not come near our dwelling. It shall not come near your dwelling Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Father Lord, we thank you. Thank you because Lord, you will cover everyone that is listening. We cover us all. In the blood of Jesus. Amen. That every sickness every sickness that wants to come, it crosses over us. Amen. Because when he sees the blood, Father Lord, he says it crosses over. Father Lord, we just give you praise. Amen. Thank you, awesome God. Amen. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.